T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Thank you for being with us on KMOX. We always appreciate it. My pleasure. Thanks for having me back. Absolutely. So let's get into this a little bit. So the prices of the pump all over the place, as Megan just said, uh, more than one thing affects the price we pay at the pump. So what are the reasons prices shot up in 2022? Let's go through those. Well, you know, by and large, over the course of the year, a lot. Uh, I would say the two highest level impacts that led to the high prices we saw for majority of the year, really COVID recovery. Uh, We lost refineries that permanently shut down because of COVID. Um, Americans were hitting the road as the economy was open for basically the entire year. And the imbalance between how much refining capacity and how much driving Americans were doing um, meant that there was less supply and more demand. Uh, Coupled with Russia's war in Ukraine, which caused the price of oil to go up, um, I would say a lot more of the sky-high prices really has to do with the imbalance at refineries, just not enough capacity. But then you had the price of oil that, you know, had reached $130 in March. So both of those problems were the source of a lot of our pain at the pump in the year ahead. Now, there will be some improvement both on refining capacity, which is going to expand not so much in the U.S., but globally in 2023. And, of course, Russia's invasion of Ukraine, while it's still ongoing, there's some measure of stability between uh, Russia and Ukraine, what's going on. And Russia continues to export oil. So oil prices have come down substantially in light of the fact that Russia's oil does continue to flow. So when we look at the factors that drop prices at the end of the year and what you're talking about when we talk about refinery capacity, you know, barring any future crisis in 2023, what are we looking at? Well, uh, barring any future crisis, I'm sure there will be some. Uh, Typically, gas prices bottom out uh, in the coldest of months. Americans don't drive as much in January and February, um, although we could have bottomed out uh, in the last couple of weeks. I'll get to that in a moment. But we tend to see prices start going up in late February, early March. That's when we start to transition to more expensive summer gasoline, and that's when Americans start to get out of their hibernation mode as well, and demand for gasoline starts to go up. And in the summer, of course, uh, prices are highest. Americans, uh, that's the time of year Americans are all getting out. Demand is at its highest. Um, And then we see a decline again in the fall, as we do every year. And people are going to say, oh, it's an election. Well, demand goes down in the fall. Uh, That's what we saw this year as well. Um, And so that's kind of the yearly chart of prices. They go up in the spring. They fall in the fall. Part of the reason now in the last couple of weeks we've seen a big jump is related to the Arctic blast. Usually cold weather doesn't do a whole lot. Uh, to gas prices. But when you're talking about such an Arctic chill over such a huge portion of the country, keep in mind, refineries are outside exposed to the elements. They have cold weather related issues, just like your car may not start or some other cold uh, weather related issue. The sub-zero temperatures has a major impact on refineries. And several, about a dozen of them, uh, saw various challenges related to things like steam production, frozen valves, Um, And that's why prices are shooting up is because a lot of refineries had downtime. They went down, and so they're obviously not producing gasoline, and so prices have gone up. But I'm hopeful in the next couple of weeks we'll see the recent increase start to fizzle out. 
I was driving past with the family yesterday from Chicago to St. Louis, went past the Joliet Refinery, the ExxonMobil Joliet Refinery that was uh, built 50 years ago. 1972 is how far it goes back. Uh, tell us, uh, how does it work? How, where does most of the oil for us, for, for gas, come from? And are, are we dependent on a global market, uh, no matter what we produce? Well, it, it really is. And it's to our benefit and sometimes to our detriment that we have a global market. Sometimes it comes rushing to our aid, and sometimes we come rushing to its aid. Um, and primarily, a lot of the oil that we have here in the Great Lakes and in the Midwest is Canadian crude oil that comes down either via the Keystone Pipeline, which you heard about in the last couple of weeks was temporarily shut down. It's now reopened. Uh, or Enbridge has pipelines that run up from Alberta down to uh, Superior, Wisconsin, into Chicago. And that's really what feeds that Joliet refinery there. Uh, there's also another refinery on the opposite side, on the Illinois side, and Wood River uh, across from St. Louis as well that's supplied with Canadian oil. So much of the oil here in the Great Lakes comes from Canada. Um, and uh, obviously the pipelines that ship oil down here are, are pretty significant and uh, now with the Keystone Pipeline back online, some of the refineries that basically were worried about running out of oil to refine uh, are now kind of back in business. Patrick, you mentioned the situation with Russia and the fact that that oil is flowing out of Russia still. You know, but what I've heard about when we talk about European nations is that they've actually done very well adapting to not taking some of that Russian oil. So, you know, what do we see as a balance of, of energy, you know, over the coming year when, when we look at what Europe's doing, um, trying not to use as much fuel from Russia? Well, you know, it, it, it's amazing that um, the, the shifts that have occurred um, and, and the market is balancing itself. Sometimes there are predicaments and oil prices can react to that. Uh, but right now, the EU, as you mentioned, is, is buying less oil from, from Russia but in, in turn, China is buying more Russian oil because it, it gets a discount because Russia is having a difficulty selling into the market with all these sanctions. Turkey is buying more from Russia. India is buying more from Russia. And so while China, India, and Turkey are buying more from Russia, they're buying less from elsewhere, right? And that's where Europe is going, some of it from the United States, um, some of it from the Middle East as well. So the oil market is just kind of adapting to these new flows. A lot of com uh, countries are uh, cutting off the flow of Russian oil. But keep in mind, even Europe, they aren't, they have sanctioned seaborne shipments of oil, but they're still taking oil via pipeline and they're trying to reduce it. Um, in the long term, they may be successful, but uh, there's a lot of imbalances going on when you have something of this magnitude, right? Oil is trying to get where it needs to go. The key here, though, is that Russia is the third largest producer in the world of oil. And if they stop producing oil, we are going to have more problems. So keep that in mind in the year ahead. Russia has threatened retaliation to cut off oil starting February 1st to countries that are engaging in the price cap. So that could become uh, troublesome. Uh, just a final minute here, but... You know, how much does politics play in this? You see the stickers that say, thanks, Joe Biden, still on some of these gas pumps. Also, a Republican House majority takes over this week. How does that all factor into prices? It really doesn't. Um, just like President Trump uh, doesn't get credit for the low prices in the last year of his term. And honestly, a lot of the low prices, the start of his term, were left over from Obama. And Obama doesn't get credit for the low prices either. Oil companies had been producing more over the years. Uh, that, that certainly was years before Trump even took office. And now we have COVID and we have China's COVID zero policies and a Russia war in Ukraine 
the president, everyone likes to think the president is, is, you know, all powerful and controls everything. But this is a global commodity. This is not just something that the U.S. is producing and consuming ourselves. This is a global market. Hundreds of countries consume oil, and the president has very little control over what's happening in, in oil-producing countries and oil-consuming countries. He is on Twitter and Instagram as Gas Buddy Guy, and that is Patrick DeHaan. We appreciate it very much. GasBuddy.com. Have a great day. Thanks for having me. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.